Hello and welcome back to The Brew Interviews, the only podcast that would not have stolen Fizzy Lifting Drink. I am Robbie, and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend, Lauren. It is episode 112, and this week we go off the tracks and go caboose first into the crazy conspiracy theory of the movie Snowpiercer being a sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This week on The Brew Interviews. The Brew Interviews, coast to coast, brews, faves, and more with Lauren and Robbie. This episode of The Brew Interviews is sponsored by Shirts on Tap, the monthly craft beer t-shirt subscription box, but you'll hear more about them later on in the show. For now, Lauren, how you been? Well, Robbie, I've been all fucked up. This is my first week back in the real society of work, in my actual work office, (laughs) and it's so weird because there's only like three of us in the building at one time, and it's like this... Like we, it's like something out of a horror movie. Cause like one end, pointless. one end of the building is all engineers, but the engineers aren't back yet. So it's like a ghost <laughs> town down there. There's like one flashing light at the end of the hallway. You know what I mean? So it's like a, it's like yeah. a haunted house down there. It's weird to be back in the office, and I don't like it. Are there cameras? Can you do whatever you want? Uh, I don't think there are cameras, and I probably could <laughs> because I was the only one there for the last two hours today. So. <laughs> That's good. I had the whole place to myself. That's the way it should be. Yeah, and I took Rizzo to the vet today. He hates me. I had to get he had to get his vaccines, you know, because everyone's getting vaxxed now. And the vet yeah. said he was chonky. <laughs> so he's he, chonky now. Yeah, he's a fat cat, dude. I start I I started putting him on a diet a little while ago, and I was like, oh yeah, I just I just put him on a diet. I noticed he was getting a little fat <laughs> he, your vet should not look at our cat jones oh be. yeah well i think i saw a jones and i was like oh rizzo you're getting to be a jonesy <laughs> <laughs> i jones was like curled up in a ball today and i'm like you look like a frozen butterball turkey like it just that she is chonky with the legs i wonder what she would legs. look like if you shaved her <laughs> i would never do that to jones no she's beautiful but i just want to know like how much is fur and how much is cat oh it's mostly cat it's mostly cat <laughs> It's mostly cat. Oh, what about you, Robbie? How have you been this week? I'm good. My new computer came in. Yay! My new school, basically school computer. Yeah. To run the programs because my my MacBook's so old. <laughs> Robbie's joining our map cult. He's becoming a GIS person. But I got a gateway, and I didn't know gateway still made computers. I didn't either. You know, gateway with the cow yeah. logo and stuff like that. Well, my friend who's a super you know big computer nerd, I always ask him. For advice and questions regarding computers mm-hmm. and i was like i need a good computer that can run these programs but also be able to play games really well and he goes i got you nice. and he sent me like a list of a bunch of stuff and and a bunch of uh urls from from you know sketchy computer websites oh dear <laughs> so but that's okay and i settled with the gateway because it looked the best it was like the cleanest looking and yeah was... you like it sleek i do i do like it. i do like it sleek i know but I asked, I tried importing my bookmarks from oh, Google no. Chrome because oh, no. it's linked to my Gmail account yeah. and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So I linked my bookmarks from my MacBook to my new gateway. But there's a lot of bookmarks on my MacBook that I don't need on my new PC. Right, because they're old. So, because they're, they're older, I just, they're, they're, they're pointless. I yeah. only, I'm only going to use those links on my MacBook. So I deleted a bunch of bookmarks, oh, no. and I deleted all of our podcast bookmarks. Oh, no. My whole folder. was like 50, 50 links in there bookmarked. I didn't know that they still are connected. 
So it deleted all of the bookmarks on my MacBook as well. Oh, no. So I had to go back and find all the websites and all the resources that we use for the podcast. Uh, like what? What do we use for the podcast? I, I I use a bunch of stuff. I just have a bunch of random stuff. For I have like a bunch of beer websites we and beer news websites. Yeah, just uh, yeah. anything we Oh, need. yeah, I have one of those. <laughs> so, okay. So I was like, fuck me. So I got to find all that shit again. I got most of the important stuff, but. Well, if it's not important, knows. then it's probably not good material. Yeah, it's possible. So, Lauren, what are you drinking this week? Well, Robbie, uh, this week I am drinking a raspberry and blackberry Midwest fruit tart uh, called the Gadget from Urban Artifact. Um, Ooh. It is raspberries and blackberries. I said that already. Um, and it's 8% ABV, I think I said earlier when I was talking to you. Um, I don't know where Urban Artifact is from, Robbie. Do you know? Because you've had it before on the show. Is it Ohio? I feel like it was something. Yep, Cincinnati, Ohio. It's in the tiniest Bam. little print down here that blends in with all the metallic. I know beer stuff. You know beer stuff. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was kind of from the Midwest. Uh, well, that makes sense. It's a Midwest fruit tart. Midwest, um, yeah. <laughs> and it is, I am so happy with this beer. It is exactly what I want in a fruity sour. It is. In a Midwest fruit tart. A Midwest. It, I love me some fruit tart, Rabbi. Let me tell you. Yeah, some Midwest fruit some tart. Some Midwest fruit tart. It is the color of blood like just sitting down like in like no lighting but if you hold it up to the light it looks like cranberry juice um and it is tart and fruity and it looks like grape soda through the webcam yeah it kind of does um i like it because there's like no sugar it's kind of like a brew ipa to be honest like it has that like dryness yeah um but it's like wicked tart and like not very sweet which i really am enjoying i'm very i'm very happy with this um, nice. Yeah. What about you, Robbie? What are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking a beer that's been sitting in our fridge for a long time. Oh, boy. But I felt that it fit the topic for tonight. Yeah. I'm drinking Liquid Bliss, a chocolate peanut butter porter from Terrapin Brewing. Yum. Out of Athens, Georgia. Oh, I got you this And one. I didn't... You did. And I didn't realize this. At the top, it says Scrum Diddly Umptious. It does. Which, which is a saying, which is a candy bar from Willy Wonka. It certainly is. And I was like, oh my God, I, I just realized that. That's so. perfect. I I don't know if that's going to be good after sitting for that long, because I had one a little while ago. It was kind of metallic-y tasting. <laughs> it's a little bit. Uh, comes in at 6.1. 6.1. That's random. Yeah, 6.1% right. alcohol. Yeah, it is. It You can tell it's been sitting a little bit. It's got kind of the less porter taste and more of a almost tinny yeah yeah a tinny carbonated taste but it still tastes good it, that beer fresh is really good <laughs> i'm sure if you let it sit though it's it's not it's not the best i think luckily it's chocolate and peanut butter so, so it kind it's of good takes over all that flavors it's yeah. just yeah um so. are you drinking it cold or warm um it's 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 still a little cold okay it gets better it, sit, it gets better as it warms up Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's a porter. So. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong. So moving on to the main topic of the night, as you heard in the intro. I don't think many people have heard about this conspiracy theory that the movie Snowpiercer is the sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Do you call it Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Well, the movie is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. Uh, the book is Charlie and the Chocolate yeah, Factory. Yeah. And the second movie is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The second movie? The one with uh, Johnny Depp. That oh, monstrosity. Johnny Depp. Yeah, that uh, Tim Burton. No, no. Tim Burton was, made it. No, no, no. It's not Johnny. Is it Johnny Depp? I thought it was. No, it's uh, absolutely Johnny Depp. 
I'm thinking of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, was he was in guy, that James too. Franco. No, James Franco was. Oh. Wasn't was he James the... Franco the crazy? I don't, the ma- I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, that's what we're talking about tonight. I didn't even know the movie Snowpiercer existed, so. Yeah, I know you definitely didn't know. Um, I think it is a wonderful movie. I think they did a great job with it. Lauren was not too convinced the first time she watched it, but Lauren, you watched it twice because I sent you the video about the conspiracy theory. Correct. And you said, I'm going to watch it again. Yes. Knowing that these things exist. Yeah. What did you think after the second time watching it? All right. Well, the first time I watched this, I must have been in some sort of bad mood because I I don't remember <laughs> like the first part, like the whole like first part of them like walking around. I had to like rewind it like six times because I was like, this is so fucking boring. And then I was like, why is there oh so God. much violence? And then I was like, what the fuck just happened? I must have just not been able to pay attention. But after watching the video... I kind of hyped myself up, you know, I was like, all right, we're going to make this a good episode. I'm going to watch this video. I watched the video with Danny and we were both like, all right, I can get on board with this. Danny wants to watch it now. Um, So I came back that and I watched the movie and it was so much better. It's so good. (laughs) Knowing this like kind of linkage between the two and like all of the ways that it really could be a sequel. Like I... After watching the movie the second time, I dove so deep today. I, I was like Googling <laughs> different scenes of the movies at work. I had actor lists yeah. up. I was like, like, like stopping and like rewinding little bits like, oh, that kind of matches this thing here. So I'm off the deep end with this, Robbie. So you definitely didn't work today. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Just... No, I, I did. But, you know, I was there alone for the last hour. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it the second time. I loved this movie. I loved it when it first came out back in, uh, was it 2013? 20, um, yeah. We're going to go over a synopsis of the two movies, just in case, for some people. Everyone, hopefully, is familiar with the movie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, or, I'm just going to call it by either or. Doesn't no, really Willy matter. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, no, Robbie, no, That's no. what it is. Also, if you haven't seen it, fuck you. What the hell yeah. are you doing with your uh, life? <laughs> a young boy, Charlie, finds a golden ticket to take a tour of Willy Wonka's famous factory whilst enduring crazy songs, crazy kids, and Oompa Loompas. It all ends with Charlie lasting the longest to become the new owner of the Wonka Empire. There's obviously a lot more to it than that, but... There's some honestly, candy and ch- child everybody's violence involved. I said crazy kids and uh, midgets with Oompa Loompas, Oompa same Loompas, thing, right? Robbie. Oompa Loompas, Oompa Loompas. Now, Snowpiercer... I'm sure not everybody has seen Snowpiercer. I hope they have or hopefully will after this episode. But Snowpiercer, after massive threats of global warming, the governments of all worlds decide to band together to create a substance called CW7 to disperse in the air to help cool the planet down. The chemical works too well and thus creates an ice age, killing everything on the planet. Except Wilfred. Wilfred? Wilfred? Wilfred. Wilfred. It's Wilfred. Wilfred. I think it's Wilfred. No, no, you're I think right. It's Wilfred. It's Wilford. Wilford. I think it's Wilford. Wilford and Wilfred in this episode will be the same thing. Wilford. Wilford and the people on his unstoppable train, the Snowpiercer. The train is self-sustaining and has a special engine that will never fail. So that's kind of an overarching Yeah, this train is going forever is because it's the only thing that has saved humanity, essentially. These exactly. the people on this train are the only people alive. Exactly. Uh, there's kind of two classes on this train. There's the first class people which are the rich folks who occupy the front of the train that you never really see until later in the movie. Yep. And then there's the poor, poor people, the, the, the riffraff. Yeah. All the, the not first class people. 
they're not first class. They are in the back. It's the it's it's basically steerage. If you've ever been on a boat, it's the bottom. It's the they caboose. They're treated horribly. The caboose. Like slaves. Yeah, it's the caboose. And their whole objective is to get to the front of the train and take over the train. But this is not a review of Snowpiercer. This is what links them together and why we think it is the spiritual successor of Willy Wonka. Correct. So we're going to start off with some of the broad similarities between the two movies, just to give you an idea. Uh, first off, both movies revolve around economic class structures, like we talked about, the rich versus the poor. Yep. If you think about Charlie Bucket's family in the beginning, yeah, they were all sharing that fucking bed. All the, all the grandparents <laughs> in one bed. I was like, where the fuck does Charlie uh, sleep? That that would be miserable. Yeah, seriously. And then you have uh, the reverse of that, which is like, um, oh, what the fuck is her name? Uh, Ver- uh, Veruca Salt, whose dad has like the most money. Yeah, yeah, they own like a factory or something. Yeah, he owns a they? peanut factory. Peanut factory, and they switch to chocolate. Later He's always on. buying yeah. his daughter shit. <laughs> Both movies center around children in a way. Food, food and candy. Yep, we'll get into the. And they all nitty gritty. They all have this idea of fate and destiny and being able to make choices. Yep. Both movies are about a group of people to have to work their way through a fantastical structure. Yeah, it is Willy very Wonka, whimsical. They have to get to the factory. Right? And in Snowpiercer, they have to work their way from the back of the train to the front of the train. One by one, each person is removed from one of the rooms. So Willy Wonka, one of the kids disappears from one room and the next. Snowpiercer, people are dying. Train carts, (laughs) they're getting killed off one by one. Like, literally Yeah, so it's, it's it's a little bit different. For both movies, one person makes it to the end just to find out that the entire thing was a test. Because a wealthy industrialist needed to find a new successor. Yes. That was Charlie in Willy Wonka, and it was... Curtis, and... Is that his name, Curtis? Curtis. In Snowpiercer. Yes. I did not take down names for Snowpiercer. I totally forgot That's to okay. do I got, that. I so got the big a... characters up here. So now that we got the broad stuff out of here, uh, let's start with the fact that Wonka is known for two things, right? And that is state-of-the-art food production. Yep. In the original movie, he has all of his crazy machines that make the everlasting gobstopper. Yeah, the whole Willy Wonka gum. factory. It's all that was the factory. He's yeah. got he's got the boat, right? So so that oh well, that's the other thing one. I was Sorry. gonna say Go is new models of transportation. Yeah, yeah. So he's he got he's got a shit ton, right? He's got the boat in the chocolate yep. um, river. Chocolate river. Uh, he's got some sort of the flying thing. Uh, coming out the roof. The Wonka Vader? Yep, yep. The Wonka Vader at the end? That's the one. And he has the car that runs on soda? Oh, or what yeah, is it? Yeah, it yeah, runs yeah. on that's something. That's the one I was... That's It's like a train. It's kind of like a train. Kind of, but it's a car. It's got wheels. Well, trains have wheely things. Yeah, but they go on tracks. This is not on track. If you go back to that scene where they're in that car that runs on the... I, of all the, the scenes suds, I looked up today, I did not look that one up. It's like they drive this car like 20 feet. It's not far I know, at all. It's not far. It's like, what was the point of that? It's like, okay, get it. That it's that would have been the lamest ride at the amusement park. Like, I know, and everybody gets like soaked in suds and stickiness. Yeah, it's like, well, this was the worst worth ride. <laughs> um, and in Snowpiercer, it's the train. So, yeah, and this thing runs literally all over the world. All over the world. All yeah. over the world. Every single like continent, like a shit ton of countries. Like this train is going all the time. Yeah. So now we know about Wonka as a whole. Uh, let's talk about the timeline. Yes. Of how the movies are connected. So the original 
Charlie the Chocolate Factory movie ends with Charlie taking over the factory in 1971. 1971. The Snowpiercer movie takes place in 2014, which is funny because it's like a year after it was released. So this theory is based upon the fact that when Charlie takes over the factory, he also decides to take the name Wonka since he is yeah, Wil- Wilford. his apprentice. He takes the Wilford Wonka. Wilford Wonka. Yeah, so we have Willy Wonka and Wilford Wonka, which is, I mean, it's kind of a Well, Willy is stretch short for reach, Wilford, but... isn't it? No. No? Willy is short for William. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess in certain situations, Willy could be short for Wilfred. Wilford. Yeah, why not? Will Smith is short for, uh, what is it, Wilfred? William. What? What? No, it's not William. It's Willard. Will Smith's real name is not... It's Willard. Will... It's Willard? I'm pretty sure it's Willard. Oh, so it's, it's not, not Wilford either. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. It's But it's not William. <laughs> well, that's fine. No, I'm just letting you know. It's not Billy Will, Smith. Uh, Wonk, Willie could be short for Wilford. It could be. It could be. But either way, it's the, the theory is uh, predicated on him taking the name Wonka, which is why you see the W's everywhere in Snowpiercer. It's supposed to stand for Wilford, but if you make the connection... It's W. Willy Wonka put W's on everything everywhere as well. Everywhere. All the W's. Everywhere. Uh, however, as stated earlier in the Snowpiercer synopsis, the CW7 gas destroyed the planet. But Wilford, when we say Wilford and Charlie, they're interchangeable. Correct. At this point for me. Because we're trying to connect the two. So, uh, Wilford slash Charlie focuses on the transportation aspect of the factory as we stated earlier with the Wonka Vader and the car and the boat. And creates the train to help save humanity. Yes. Like that was the whole, the whole point was to save humanity during this extinction. And he like had it under the guise of like a luxury uh, train transportation. Yeah, luxury train. Yeah. Uh, And this theory, unfortunately, it turns out Charlie goes kind of crazy. A little bit. Trying to, trying to maintain these population percentages because he knows if it gets to a certain point, as in Snowpiercer, that the train can't be self-sustaining anymore. Right. And he, like, this is kind of precursed in the uh, Willy Wonka movie at the beginning when Charlie's in school. Yes. Right? So, like, yes. they're mixing chemicals and shit and, like, talking about percentages on the whiteboard. Yeah. yeah. There's there's so many weird connections that it's, it's there's too many for it not to be. Yeah, I agree. It's just, like, a sequel. if it has just, if it was just, like, one or two things, like, that's, yeah. that's like, excuse, like, uh, dismissible coincidence it's coincidence but this is i have two pages of notes here oh yeah so do i (laughs) charlie in this theory tries to keep traditions from wonka on the train uh, such as creating atmospheres of chaos fear and horror yeah which if you go back to the original movies yeah yeah and anxiety and if you go back to the original movies i mean when they're going through the tunnel on the boat that's the most fucked up scene ever in that scene i was like why is this scene in the movie (laughs) It, it makes no sense. He, All the weird flashes of like movies behind it. It's like, yeah. what? This doesn't go. The bugs anywhere. crawling out of the skull. But that makes sense because it's he, like, it's like, why is this here? Like, my brain can't compute this. As he says in Snowpiercer, you need to have a balance. There needs to be a balance of all of these emotions. Yeah. To help run a society. Which is something like, don't think too hard Which on that, folks. Good. No, not at all. <laughs> he even took the idea for finding a successor from Wonka back in the day by using messages hidden in food. Yeah. In the movie, it was 
the Wonka bars with the golden tickets, and in Snowpiercer, it was the eggs, because uh, that's all they had. No, and the protein the bars. Remember, the first scene is him going to get a protein block for the message inside of it. Was there a message of the protein yeah, block? Yeah, that's why remember. he was chasing the kid around, because the kid had a protein oh, block yeah. with the thing, and then he took it to Gilliam, and like that's how he's introduced to us. We will get to Gilliam. Good old Gilliam. Uh, Charlie also uses spies. Like Wonka, yep. if you want to compare the movies, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, whatever you want Willy to say. Willy Wonka. It was Slugworth. Yes. The guy who tried to get Charlie to, what was it, sell him the to get him Everlasting ever, Gobstopper? Yeah, to get him an Everlasting Gobstopper. And in Snowpiercer, it was Gilliam, Elder Gilliam, who was kind of in charge of the rabble and the riffraff in the back of the train. Yeah, he was like the head, the, the head honcho back there. The head honcho. And... Part of the theory is, the is that Gilliam and Slugworth are the same person. Yeah. I love this theory. Gilliam is, just, Gilliam is just an older version of Slugworth. They make reference to being old friends in Snowpiercer movie. Yep. Yep. Which would make sense for Charlie because he, he knew Slugworth. Um, and yeah, if you look at the actors that played both of they them. They look similar. They look similar. They both like have the same kind of glasses. An age. The only thing is that slugworth had like a a scar like down his cheek yes um and this character his like face is kind of creasy but there's like there's something it's like there, a little impr- so he also like there's kind of this scene later on in the movie where um they're looking at curtis's arm and he like touches his scar and he's like it's really faded over the years and i wonder if that's yeah. like a his scar may you know it may have faded it also faded yeah also we do- we don't actually know what Slugworth's name is because his real name is Mr. Wilkinson. So his yes. actual, his first name is never said. So it could be Gilliam. Gilliam Wilkerson. Yeah. I mean, why not? I, I mean, I'm, I'm all about this theory. Also there's um, when he gets, uh, when his character ends. Um, yeah. Do you notice he uses a cane for an arm? Yeah. In the, in that scene where that he like dies, Somebody goes for that cane to, like, take it. And Willy Wonka had a cane. Really? So I wonder if it's, like, a Willy Wonka cane. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Willy Wonka. I cane. I dove deep, Robbie. I told you. I'm all in on this. <laughs> My chips are on the table. Uh, so now we're going to move on to some of the important first-class passengers, some of the lackeys of Wilford, kind of yeah. the evil characters. But before we do, we're going to take a quick ad break from our friends over at Shirts on Tap. My dearest Abigail, it has been many a fortnight since we last spoke. The fighting here never seems to end, but I sure do yearn for your company once again. My yearning for you is almost the same that I feel for my new custom-designed brewery shirts from Shirts on Tap. You remember Shirts on Tap, don't you? The monthly box club for beer fans? Well, they work with independent craft breweries to create custom and one-of-a-kind shirts that get mailed right to your door. And unlike the current fashion of the time, they let you select from six different styles of shirts, from crew necks to tank tops. And I'm not even sure what a tank top is. I know I must be rambling now in this here letter, and I do apologize. Where was I? Ah, oh, yes. 
My unbridled love for you is like that of a rose and a bumblebee. Or perhaps like a podcast and its sponsor's promo code. And speaking of promo codes, were you aware that we have one with shirts on tap? Because yes, we do. If you use our promo code BREWINTERVIEWS, you will get $10 off your first month's box. And what's better than saving some money? Maybe the end of this here war, I'm guessing. But this promo code will have to suffice. So remember, use promo code BREWINTERVIEWS, all one word, and get $10 off your first month's box. Now, be well, my sweet Abigail. I eagerly await your next letter to comfort me in these trying times. Oh, and if you get my new brewery shirt, please pass that along as well. Farewell for now, my love. With regards, your husband, Theodore. Unfortunately for Abigail, she would not see her betrothed again, for he tragically died looking down the barrel of a loaded cannon while stating the words, Look guys, I told you I could fit my whole head in here. Now back to the show. And we are back from our ad break. Moving on to some of the first class passengers in this conspiracy theory. First up we have, we have, what can I can explain is like the bodyguard, the gunman. He is this almost unstoppable force. Franco, Franco the Elder. Franco, is that his actual name in the movie? Franco the Elder is his name in the movie. Doesn't really talk, but he's a really bad guy and he kills a lot of good people he shoots everyone he gets oh god he gets stabbed a bunch but he doesn't die at all he's like head of security that's his job ba- basically so the theory says that this guy is actually mike tv as an adult yeah from the original willy wonka because he was obsessed with, with guns and shooting and killing yep that's kind of funny now i it's very interesting i also dove a little deeper on this one so come down the rabbit hole with me robbie um I also made the observation that he is the only character on the in this whole movie that is shown on TV. He's yeah. He's they sh- talk about it in the video. Do they? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> his his first kill or whatever, his first dramatic kill is seen through a TV camera. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so he never talks. Like I I don't think he speaks at all in this whole. He movie. he makes like he like like singular words. He like made a dying sound when they stabbed him. Yeah. Now, Mike in the movie never, ever, ever stopped talking. He, <laughs> yeah. like, there, like, uh, Willy Wonka would make so many snips at him about, like, stop talking, you know, like, mm-hmm. open your mouth wider next time. Like, yeah. oh, oh, he shouldn't have said that to a child. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the last, so the scene where Mike is taken out, right? Because he goes through the, the TV and then he's, like, tiny. Yep. He's miniaturized. The last, like, a like line of Willy Wonka in that scene is he's talking to the mom, but he says, don't speak for some moments in life. There are no words. So I wonder if like the, tr- he was like so traumatized by the taffy puller yeah. that he never spoke again. Oh yeah, that's right. They had to put him on the taffy puller. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on how fucked up the original movie I was, was. thinking that today. I was like, this is not appropriate. <laughs> no, it's a fucked up movie for, for kids. I love that movie. Another, main lackey probably the main lackey for wilford was minister mason played by tilda swinton fantastic performance 
She was so good. It's so it's like creepy, like annoying. She was my it's favorite like, character in this whole movie. I love her. Oh man, I wanted her to die so bad. It was oh, great. <laughs> I wish that her death had been more dramatic. Like it was just so yeah. like, okay, she's gone. I was like, but she's like yeah. the best character. She has to have a good <laughs> death. So the theory says that Minister Mason, uh, she is Veruca Salt. Yeah, I love this so, theory. Part of, I'm on board with this cool. one for sure. So part of the theory is. Is that Veruca Salt and Minister Mason are two different people if you just look at them plainly. But but the theory says that when she went down the garbage chute or whatever it was mm-hmm. the where the eggs went, she was going to be killed by the incinerator. Yes. But she was luckily saved last second. So the theory is that she was traumatized by that accident. That it where, turned her from like this little brat into like this yes. really like grateful lackey that will do terrible exactly. things. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. She went from not giving a shit about anything and being an asshole to being overly grateful because she basically worships. Yeah, Wilford. it's like a god. He's like a god. Yeah, because it's the theory is that she's Wilford is Charlie and Charlie basically saved like convinced them to go save her. Yeah. So now she's dedicated to Charlie. Yeah, and they like call the Endred like sacred. Like this is it's like a big deal. Yeah. Like she is. It's crazy. She's nuts. <laughs> Part of it also is they both wear fur coats. Luke Assault wore a fur coat in the movie, and so does Minister Mason. And they both always go first. That was a big part of the original movie, was that Veruca always went first. Yeah, like when they first even go in the gate, like her dad pushes everyone back and is like, no, my Veruca goes first. And then... Ladies first, my Veruca. Yeah, yeah, and then in in the uh, egg room, when she goes down the chute and her dad goes in after her... The Grandpa yep. Joe is like, well, he got, oh, got what he always wanted. What's that? Veruca went first. Yep. <laughs> Which is fucked up. It's real. Fu- I know. Like, wh- this is a children's movie. I love Grandpa Joe. What did you have? What did you have on her? Um, okay. So little tidbits I picked up in the movie. She So she went down the shoe in the golden egg room, right? Yeah. So she has false teeth. But one of yep. her teeth is half gold. So it's like a half, it looks like a half gold, like little egg in her mouth. If you have false teeth, why would you have a gold tooth? <laughs> like, I think that's paying a little bit of homage to that. Um, that and in the scene in the, excuse me, in the schoolroom when they come through with all of the eggs, somebody offers her an egg and she's like, oh, no, thank you. Like, she's like traumatized oh, yes. by eggs. Like I'm, I'm all in on this. Like she for sure is Veruca. Oh wow, I forgot about that part. You're right. I caught it last night. I was like, oh my god, that like that sealed the deal for me. I was like, that's definitely her. <laughs> that sealed the deal. <laughs> that sealed the deal. Her refusing oh, an egg. Moving on to probably the last of the uh, coincidences here, we have Claude, the child catcher, which is played by this really kind of creepy, heavy set woman who works for Wilford. She's a little, she's plump. She's she's definitely plump. So the theory says that she is Augustus's Augustus Gloop's daughter. Yeah, which, a descendant. If, if you of look Augustus. at them, yeah. Well, they said daughter in the oh, thing, okay. which would make sense yeah, that based makes, on the yeah, timeline. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And looking at her and looking at Augustus, you're like, okay, this is kind of weird. Like it could be his yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. And she like because they both have like a lack of impulse control because uh, yep. she's like shooting guns off in the fucking engine room. <laughs> yep. Wilford's like, damn it, woman. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, they both have like a, a an appetite. Like she'll like lick blood off her head. She's nutso. 
Yep. That one that one's a little more far fetched than the other ones, but it's still you can see yeah, similarities. I, it, I'll believe it. That's fine. So moving on to probably the I would say the biggest I don't know if it's a revelation, but it's the biggest coincidence, the biggest proof uh-huh. that this could be a sequel to Charlie the Chocolate Factory. And that is the both the presence and the Lack thereof. Um, lack thereof of Oompa Loompas. Yes. So in Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory, all of Wonka's vehicles and the factory are run by Oompa Loompas. Correct. These people that he these found, tiny, he found in like the jungle, fellas. right? No, no, from yeah. Oompa Loompa Land or something like that. Well, but it was like basically jungles. It was like no, well, it was yeah. In the they world. lived in the it jungle the... and they were being like <laughs> Oompa Loompa Land. They were starting to go extinct because of this monster thing that like ate Oompa Loompas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, we did a movie all about Oompa Loompas. We could. So the coincidence here is that in the movie Snowpiercer, the train is operated and maintained by children. Small, tiny children. Small, tiny children. Uh, Wilford says tiny people. He never says children specifically, which could kind of lead to the fact that there were just tiny people at one point. Well, he said that he said that the part he said that the part for that used to run that that he's now using children for recently went extinct. extinct and yeah. in, in Willy Wonka all of the Oompa Loompas are male so yep yep uh, so part of the theory is the Oompa Loompas went extinct due to the harsh climate that they were in currently or the fact that there were no female Oompa Loompas yeah, or they just died so they all got old and died they all died so Charlie had to go to the next best thing which were children, children which she if you watch the movie they would steal from the back of the train where all the poor people yeah, were. That was that's what and, Claude's oh. job was was to go measure the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the if you haven't seen Snowpiercer, you have to watch it. Yeah, it's so fun. I feel like if it's you listen to this movie. episode, that you're gonna go watch it. It's it's a really good movie. Uh, but yeah, but that's where a lot of the similarities end. There are, there are a few other things. I'm sure Lauren has some stuff possibly. You bet your uh, ass I do, Robbie. Both movies end with a hug. Yep. Wonka and Charlie at the other one, and then I forgot their names. Um, the Japanese woman and the little kid. Yeah, uh, Timmy and I, I, I honestly I don't remember their names, terrible. but and kind of this idea that children are the future. This kind of like hopefulness, like there there is something good is going to happen. Yeah. And at the end of Willy Wonka, it was the Wonka Vader going up and saying, "Charlie, this is all yours." And mm-hmm. in the end of Snowpiercer, it's them escaping from the train and realizing that outside of the train it is safe now yeah like you're not gonna freeze to death like there was uh, there was like a A frozen like seven people on a mountain uh in like the classroom scene and they're like those are the people that tried to escape and look how far they got like it was like 10 feet and uh and like now there's polar bears walking around yeah there's there's life again yeah yeah so it's like okay like there is something more. I was not thrilled with the end of this movie, but really, yeah, I think that they could have done a better job with the end, or they better fucking come out with a second one. Like, I know well, there's they have a, a TV t- show. Now. I know there's a TV show. I know there is, but I want a movie <laughs> because the TV show like kind of overlaps with the movie, and I want, I just want it to oh, continue it from. Yeah, there's like a scene where they like someone's arm gets like frozen off, like so it, it's like an overlap of it. Okay, I want a yeah, movie. I haven't damn seen it. the TV show, but. I haven't either, but like if you scroll through the the clips of it, you yeah. can see that in it. 
This movie is pretty highly rated too. I was surprised when I looked up the reviews. Really? What are, do you have the ratings? Yeah. I don't have them on me, but I remember seeing like there's a few in like the 90s. Good. I after I after like, rewatching it, I I really enjoyed this movie. It was it's a great I told you. Yeah. I gave you shit when I you know, were like this I was movie like it was sucks. fucking like, terrible. You fucking bitch. <laughs> um I have a few more things that I Yeah pieced together on my own um actually this first one i don't know if you mentioned it i'm pretty sure you didn't but i'm i i think that the the uh youtube video that addresses this does do we know who did that we should like give them credit you look it up and i'll talk about it so throughout the entire film the guy who opens all the gates is given as a bribery this stuff called chronal Right. And it's it's like this tiny yep. green like little block of industrial waste, they call it. Um, but it, it also has a link back to the exploding enemy gum that Willy Wonka had in the uh, experimental room that like Mikey like bit into and like got himself blown back against the wall. And uh, Wonka was like, oh, yeah, it's not strong enough yet. So it's it's <laughs> kind of like a link back to that. Yeah, that the exploding gum is actually this chronal stuff. Um, yep, they talk about that in the video. Yeah, right. But I don't think we talked about it. No, no, no. Okay. And then some other things that I noticed that were similar between the movies. Um, the sh- the short guy that does all the drawing in the movie. Yeah. He wears a hat that's really similar to an Oompa Loompa hat. So it's like. I'd have to, I'd have to look at it like again. It's like this like funny little like wavy hat with like a, a headlight on top so he can see when he's like drawing or whatever but yeah. on the boat scene in the oompa loompas wear a, a hat that looks really similar to that like it okay. has a pom- a pom-pom on top and it kind of flops over like yeah, that. yeah yeah and oh, that guy that, one up again. that guy is only the actor is only five foot three yeah he's in a lot of other random stuff i've seen him before yeah so he's it kind of i feel like pays a little bit of homage to oompa loompas in that way because it like it's a really <laughs> similar hat and he's like a short guy um yeah the cabinets in the front of the train in the engine room look like chocolate bars they look they look look at that again if you look at them they look just like wonka bars um and it right in that scene when you walk in down in the corner is a top hat and um like a plaid scarf that looks kind of like uh (laughs) charlie's grandpa's scarf yeah yeah um so i think there's a little bit of a tie there because like why would wilford have a, a top hat um yeah and a scarf um the engine room like if when you look at it like down through a tunnel it looks really similar to the fizzy lifting soda scene like the the like ceiling in it and at that the fan at the top yeah like it looks the same and it's really interesting to me that they used that portion of kind of the turning point of like Charlie like breaking down and like having this like terrible like fear and anxiety because he like breaks down and cries in that room while he's alone, yeah. and then and then like that's kind of like the turning point for the character because Curtis. in Willy Wonka that was his last room and that that's where he failed you know yeah but until he gave the gobstopper but so I think that that is a similarity like why why would you have the front look like that you know yeah um the protein block machine is really similar in function to the everlasting gobstopper machine 
Like it, it's just like all these gears that. and like turning things and like everything comes out on a conveyor belt <laughs> like that. So like yeah, but that they that use the same technology. Just I'm just saying. Thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, and the last the last thing that I have. So Charlie's yeah. um Charlie's grand prize. Not only at the, what like the advertised grand prize was was a lifetime supply of chocolate. Now yeah. we know that at the end of this movie, this means he gets the whole fucking chocolate factory. Um, but in the greenhouse. Uh, scene where they're walking through like where they grow all of the produce the whole yeah. ceiling is covered in cocoa flowers oh really yeah so it's like he still has his lifetime supply of chocolate you know what <laughs> i mean like that's just like one more like why why cocoa flowers like i gotta have chocolate gotta, gotta have people chocolate. happy on that train yep there it is uh charlie wanted to bring along his his uh <laughs> chocolate with him also just like this one's a little bit wild for me but the first time that they say Curtis's name in the movie. There's like a bucket hanging by his like head. And like the second time <laughs> they say it, there's another bucket. So like it's kind of like linking him to Charlie Bucket from. I guess. That one's, that one's that a little. That, I heard another video that said that one. I was like, that's a little nuts up for me. <laughs> but that's that's that. So that, that's all I have. I'm I'm in. I'm all in on this conspiracy theory. I'm, and, oh, one more thing. The score at the end of the movie is sounds so similar like the very beginning portion of it sounds so similar to um uh what's the imagination song in willy wonka pure imagination Come with me yeah and you'll be. it's like the very beginning music it doesn't sound the exact yeah. same but it, it's like the same <laughs> it's really Preaching. similar it's like real similar it made me if think of that a, song when i heard it if you want to watch a good video on what we're talking about in a more concise video form uh, check out Rhino Stew yeah. on YouTube. He has uh, like millions of views on this video. So he, he does a really good job explaining the whole thing. So please check him out. So Lauren, overall Snowpiercer, what would you rate it? I'm just curious. I would give... Now that you know. I'd give Snowpiercer a 3.75. I was going to say the exact same thing. Great. Great. I love it. And I also agree 100% that this is a sequel to Willy Wonka. Yes, I, I I agree. They may not they might not admit it, but it definitely is. Before we go, we're gonna rate our beers real quick. I drank Liquid Bliss, a chocolate peanut butter porter from Terrapin Brewing Company in Atlanta, Georgia. It is scrum diddlyumptious. It's old. I don't know how old it is because the date that it's got old. printed is all it's, fucked up. It's old, Robbie. Yeah. It still is pretty decent. I've had worse porters <laughs> that are fresh. So. Uh, I would agree I would agree with that. Yes. <laughs> So it's not bad. I'd like to have it fresh, but for right now, I'd give it like a two. two, two 2.25. I would agree with that. If the fresh ones of those are like a three, three and a half on my oh, scale. Sure. Um, I drank The Gadget from Urban Artifact, a raspberry and blackberry Midwest fruit tart at 8% ABV. And it was fucking delicious. It's everything that I love. And a fruity sour, so I'm gonna give it a four point two five. Four, Jesus, it's fucking good. Jesus, and I wish I had we're just giving one. out good ratings. I'm just giving out oh, all of. Okay. You know what? This movie's great. This conspiracy theory is great. This fucking beer is great, <laughs> Robbie. I'm in on it. It's 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 one of the few conspiracy theories that have, has lined up really well. I'll yeah. have to say that. I, 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 there yeah. are a lot out there that I'm just like, all right, you're pushing it. But yeah. this one, I'm just, yeah. I'm. It's pleasing. It's yeah, it's it pleasing. makes like, me feel. Ah. <laughs> it makes me feel good. If you read all the comments on Rhino Stew's video, 
it all is, it, it all is like I started watching this video going, well, this will be entertaining. Oh, Ended yeah, I with, read that one. Oh, my God, I have to tell everybody. <laughs> Seriously, go everyone go watch Willy Wonka and then watch Snowpiercer and then fucking yeah. at us about what you think at the Brute Interviews on Instagram, all right? Or Brute Interviews on Twitter or the Brute Interviews on Facebook. But don't go there because we can't get to our account, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> You can also send us an email at thebrewinterviews at gmail.com. I'm wrapping it up. Now. Yeah, I know. And if you feel so inclined, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash thebrewinterviews and become part of the Brew Interviews family just like these people. Hillary, Mitch, Steph, Karen, Danny, Jess, the Wreck My Podcast crew, and Kylie of the Golden Ghouls. Thank you very much for supporting the show. Also, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us It out. does. Do it. And I would like to thank our sponsors, Shirts on Tap, and remember to use our promo code BREWINTERVIEWS, all one word, for $10 off your first month's box. I mean, come on, $14 for a, a unique brewery shirt that you get to pick out? Yeah. The style and is fucking awesome. It's literally any style, any, like, material. You get to pick if the, the logo's on the front with the, like, name of the brewery on the back or vice versa. These are literally yeah. the best shirts. My mom was like, I'm absolutely getting this for your dad. So, like, dad, don't <laughs> li- don't don't listen to this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dad, stop listening. It's def- even if you only get it for one month. I mean, $14 for a shirt, a brewery shirt is cheap. So, yeah, please check them out. And tell all and it of helps your us friends. out at the same exact time. You can also go to adamandeve.com and use our promo code BREW4U. That's BREW the number for you and get 50% off almost any one item. And when you do, you also get 10 free special gifts. So this is what you do. If you're going to make a porn, you go to adamandeve.com, you use our promo code, and then you go to Shirts on Tap, and then you wear your favorite brewery shirt while you're making the porn. No, they wear a brew interview shirt while they're making the porn. Oh, yeah. Go to redbubble.com and buy some of our merch and wear (laughs) our logo while you're making your porn. There you go. For the Brewer Interviews, I'm Robbie. And I'm Lauren. Good day, sir. This has been the Brew Interviews, a podcast about craft beers coast to coast with Lauren and Robbie. Open your mouth wider next time.